previously on Roleplay Radio. Hi, I'm Garrett Grigg. Uh, Gary. I had some personal projects that I was hoping I could work on. Will this make you leave me alone? You look at it and it is a teacher's slip so that you can use the Alchemy Labs after school hours. Whatever other projects you have going on, just, just, just don't blow anything up. This is the second time we've had to do your job. Why is all of your fucking furniture coming to life and trying to beat the piss out of us? It has some black shit on it both times. Eldritch Balm. Oh, that was on my hands earlier. When Shelly washed their hands, <laughs> they used their wet towel. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so all the black stuff's on their wet towel. What, whatever you're looking for, it was me. My friends had nothing to do with it. Thank you. Yep. Tell me, Mr. Birmingham, do you still keep in touch with your uncle? I don't see how any of that plays in to this. All right. You are dismissed. Uh, yeah, the Dragon's Guard escorted you guys back to the tower. Your roommates are there in the common room. And the moment that they open the door opens and they see the five of you, they all get up from their seats and are ready to greet you. Um, so she's just gonna fuck out. Fuck off. Fuck out. <laughs> like, not, not dealing with this shit. Has lots of things to say to the others, but does not trust everyone else in the room. Wait a minute. Where are you going? Upstairs to my room. But we want to know what happened. The others can tell you. And they turn towards the rest of you. There was a dragon. It was really cool in the tavern. And it was like <laughs> flying around. And you should have seen it. Gary threw a rock at it. Didn't Eddie. throw a rock at any dragons. Did what? throw one at a broom. Aurora, very skeptically, puts a hand on your shell. Uh, don't fuck with us. This is serious. Fine. It was a broom. Mistake has stopped partway up the stairs. It's like sitting on one of the stairs listening, but not participating. and just kind of staying out of everything. Well, um, I, I think that the captain wouldn't like us speaking too much about it, but uh, between the lot of us, I can tell you what happened. Greta's uh, sitting in a corner not saying anything, just kind of rocking back and forth and listening to everyone. Thorn similarly, except he's definitely staring at each of you in turn. Whenever somebody speaks, he just stares very intently at you, but not saying anything. The main ones that are talking to you are um, Aurora and Rosie. Tobias is also, I think, like hiding behind Shelly. What time of day is it? This is nighttime. This is the end of the night. You guys just uh, got back from the manor. So, Koss will attempt to basically do an epic retelling of the events of this fight um, and make as make it as epic as possible to um, offset the fact that we were fighting furniture. Roll me a performance. Alright. <laughs> Ooh, that's a 23. Hey. Oh man, everybody's really invested in this story. I picture Koss getting up on tables and reenacting like the mm -hmm. fights. Or it's a small enough crowd that they're not nervous about it. <laughs> Even Tobias steps out from behind Shelly like, and then what happened? Oh, and then Gary waved his ladle around, and there was this dark, kind of mind-bending energy that gathered around it, almost as if he was stirring the soup of the rug's mind. And then that energy flew out and struck the rug right inside of its weavings, and the rug collapsed to the ground. 
Tobias looks up at Gary. You, you fought a monster with a spatula? Yes. Not really intentionally. He did. You're so brave. Or, you know, scared shitless. And all of us, um, we, we made it through as a team because we're a squad. We, we're the F squad. I, I hear, hearing the F squad, Griffin's just, I'm gonna F out of here. <laughs> and just goes up to his room. Is, would Mistake be on the steps? Yeah, so Mistake's probably like high enough on the steps that she's not visible from the common room. Okay. But if he looks up, probably can see her just kind of sitting on one of the stairs listening in. Aurora will ask the four who are, or the, the three, three who are left down here. What are the odds that it, whatever the hell's clearly chasing you guys is going to come back here? I mean, one out of two, so 50%. <laughs> okay. Um, they, they look at each other and then uh, Aurora looks at Rosie and says, I'll take the first watch. I barely sleep anyway. What are you going to watch for? What do you think, honey? I mean, the first time it was a chest. The second time it was a broom. Mm -hmm. What are you going to watch for? Are you going to watch the couch? Maybe. Well, every time there's been that um, that black uh, slime. Eldritch bomb. Eldritch bomb. This stuff. Shelly pulls out the, the rag. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, the rag comes to life and bites her. <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> How is that? Oh, this is my, my washcloth. Why has it got mud on it? It's Eldritch Balm. They told me I had to get it off my hands, so I just washed my hands, but it was kind of sticky, so I kind of just wiped it off with my washcloth. And that's what brought the, the things to life? Oh, I don't know. That does seem to be the, the common thread. Uh, Aurora's gonna try to reach for it, or put her hand out. Um, they told me not, they told, they said nobody should touch it. Charlie puts it away. Do I have to dig in there? What, 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 I mean, they, they really said that it's dangerous to touch. And you're touching it. No, I, I was holding it by the clean part and <clears throat> I put it back in where it won't be seen. Or touched. Is the inside of your shell not also you? Um, it's complicated. <laughs> Aurora is going to insist. Um, mm. She's gonna step up to you, and uh, uh, even though she's shorter than you, she has an aura of an aurora aura. An aurora aura. She has a rage inside of her that can wake up at any moment. And right now, you can practically see fumes out of her ears. And she says, "I don't want to make this difficult. Give it here, please." Shelly's gonna look at costs. Can I make an insight check on Aurora? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an eight. Actually, you know what? I have inspiration to use. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time I used it. All right, 22. She looks very concerned. It's difficult to say much because you don't know her very well. You at least know at this point that she's a vampire. Just by that alone, she's seen some shit. Basically, she knows when there's a red flag. And right now, her face says, this is a red flag and I need to take care of it now. But there's no... She doesn't mean to harm her. Okay. We could... Could you give it that to her for now? We can get you another washcloth. Shelly's gonna look at Aurora and say, Do you want the 
stuff on the cloth or the cloth? The stuff on the cloth. Oh, okay. Shelly's gonna like look for like a fork. Mm. No, I um, I'm gonna take the whole towel. Oh, you're not taking my towel. Mm -hmm. Shelly puts the fork back inside and says, "Have a good night." How long have you known that one? About the same amount of time as you, just a couple hours earlier. All I'm saying is if your friend brings us that type of trouble here again, I am not going to take responsibility for what I do. Listen, you, our friend was a pivotal part of stopping that trouble both times it's come. I'm sure she was. So I think you could at least give him the better benefit of the doubt. Damn. Oh. Sorry. Well, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for now. Wait, but what do you want me to do with it? Or burn you, it. You want to burn it? You're burn not going to burn it. my cloth. I thought you said that you just wanted the stuff, not the cloth. The cloth is tainted by the stuff. What okay? if I clean the cloth? Good luck. What if we cut off the part with the Eldritch <gasps> Balm and you just keep the rest? You can't, you can't cut my cloth. Why? It's, it's a cloth. It's, 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 it's been like a cloth for me forever. That makes absolutely no sense. You've never just had a good cloth. Did somebody give it to you? Yeah. It was you... my mom. Your mom who lives five minutes from here. Yeah. I can go give it back to her if you just don't want can, it around. Can, can, can we... How about I, I try to help you to clean this thing off, okay? I mean, uh, as long as... She doesn't burn it. <laughs> Aurora is uh, gonna have a semi change of heart. Are you close with your mom? Um. Yeah, she lives she, like she's pretty close by. You know. I never met mine. Oh, do you want to meet mine? Later. Okay. Um, She'll probably make food for you. Tell you what. She makes a vicious. Swamp stew. I'm sure she does. Can I talk? Oh, yeah, you're very good at talking. <laughs> Ugh. We can try boiling it. But then we got to get rid of the cauldron. We have to get rid of something. Um, aren't we in a university full of magic users? Doesn't thaumaturgy clean things? Just find someone who knows how to do that. I don't know how to do magic. What Not about thaumaturgy. Prestidigitation does that. And magic can't help you. Whatever this is, magic's useless against it. Hi, mistake. Welcome back. I thought you were leaving. I was eavesdropping. Whatever this stuff is, magic doesn't seem to do anything. There's oh. someone who's hurt, and I think it has to do with this. And magical cures aren't helping them. <laughs> well, why don't we try boiling it, and, and then we will dump the pot. Sound good? But if we dump the pot, then it's just gonna come to life later. We'll burn the pot. We'll, I don't know. We'll we'll do something to the pot. <gasps> Can we blow it up? I would love to blow up a pot. <laughs> well, looks like someone in the group is competent. Should Aurora looks at mistake. Are you all gonna be okay down here? I I kind of want to go back up and you know tend to this and cost motions to like the big old bump on their heads. We'll be fine. I'm taking the first watch. 
Greta, can I borrow your pull-up bar? All right. Uh, good night, everybody. Um, Thank Cos. Good job, F Squad. And then Cos will go back upstairs. Griff, as you're simmering on what you're about to do, you get a knock on the door. Do we know this knock? Never heard it before. Okay. We'll go. Slowly. Open the door. That was quick, says Thorne. Well, I am a Leonin. The way he's he's on perched on the stairs is kind of like he's so huge that he's reaching up to knock on your door from yeah. the bottom floor because he can reach that <laughs> high, kind of like on all fours. So then, if that's the case, then he's like, "Who the fuck said that?" <laughs> May I sit? Where? Here. Please. Okay, just be careful. He, he walks in, and the first thing he does is pick a corner and cross his legs because he's too tall for the ceiling. I try to put out, like, candlelight because he's afraid that he'll light on fire. He sits there in silence for about a minute, and then he will eventually, you know, open his eyes back up and say, Do I bother you? I... You... What? I don't... You came in here, sat down, closed your eyes for like 60 seconds, and then asked me if you're bothering me. Nothing has happened yet, so no. Pardon me, Griff, right? Yes, Thorn. Isolation can truly be a burden on the mind. Even the strongest of minds need company once in a while. How do you keep the dark thoughts at bay? I try not to think about them. All I do is think. That is not an option for me. I'm sorry, do you have a... Are you okay? <laughs> My mind is full of questions, non-stop, endless questions. I have one for you. Please. What is a burning hammer? That student a few days ago called you that, but that is not your name. Your name is Griff. You told me so. You know that we have last names too, right? What is it, last name? Oh, man. Uh, Griff is like realizing that there's like a definite, like you can't take anything for granted. And you're, you're, he's talking to a tree. <laughs> uh, well, a, a last name is your the name of your family and so you carry the name of your family and the way that you're distinguished from your family is your first name sometimes people have middle names or other names added on uh, 
kind of to distinguish you from everybody else. Family? What is family? Uh, how did you get here to like existence? I was planted in Witherbloom swamps. Okay. So, like, your, using your words, planter is kind of like my dad and uh, my mom is kind of like your field. <laughs> So you're you're kind of like a oh god you're kind you are a child of the earth. He's looking at his hands and himself and listening to what you're saying. He understands what you're saying, but he doesn't. He he's going to ask, were you planted? If I'm making you uncomfortable. No, 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 this, this is, this is good. Um, so, uh, uh, Griff, Griffin goes and gets, um, the family picture that his mom put into mm -hmm. his suitcase or whatever. Uh, okay. This, uh, is where I come from. So, like, you said that you woke up one day in a swamp, right? Okay. I was born from the roots of my mother tree. Yes, that's a better word than field. So your mother tree uh, birthed you after you were planted. Um, okay, so you're asking about planting. And he's trying to do this in a way to make it less weird because he knows that Thorne is going to carry this information earnestly moving forward and you can't really futz with the guy like this and you know that he's going to make choices with this new information. So he's That's how the ND works. <laughs> That's how life works. But like he, he's, he is caught up in how earnest Thorne is and he's like, oh, he wants to do a good job. <laughs> He's not a complete dick. Please roll for sex ed. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a medicine check, right? <laughs> like, yes. So, okay. Um, trees are very different than humanoids in how we are, are born. So, our process of planting is similar to a degree. Uh, but it takes uh, a mom... Leonin and points to his mom. And it takes uh, a dad, Leonin, and. Um, uh, Do they garden together? Yeah, yes. There's a thing called sex. <laughs> have you, have you, ever, you, ever, you ever hear of that word? Please. Yes. Okay, what do you. What that do you, is what. Those that are not like me can share with each other, and I can share with no one. Oh boy! <laughs> so if you're if you're if you're aware of sex, share sharing, 
Um, you, that is where babies come from. That's what we are called when we're little saplings. What I am trying to understand is if burning hammers are your family, who is mine? I must research. And he starts to get up. Very slowly. I mean, do you... Sorry, you're not a tree. What are you? They call me a dryad. Okay. You're a dryad. Do you have, like, a type? Like, I'm male, and there's female, and maybe some other non-binary folk too, right? So, are there... If you had to classify me, I would be a male. But that is only because in the spring... What? I should go on. <laughs> and you, and you see that same awkwardness that you had when talking about sex? He has that same awkwardness now when he's talking about his uh, spring pollination. Got it. Uh -huh. So you got it. Um, but I mean, like... There are maple trees, there are cherry trees. Like, are you? I am from the Willow. Well, then maybe that's a place to start reading up on where willows come from. Thank you, Griff. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate your uh, quiet thing you've got going on and you're not very sudden. So, uh, if you ever want to, you know, s uh, sit in a, a corner, I got one. I will keep that in mind. In the meantime, if you need anything from me, I am right below. Sounds great, man. And maybe tell that students to call you by the correct name. If you called me Willow. <laughs> and he just pops of smoke blow out of his ears, or where his ears would be. Well, it's nice to see the things can make you mad, too. Okay. <laughs> I won't call you Willow. Thanks. I'll call you Willie. Closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> From behind the door, you just hear, <laughs> Shelly's gonna try and boil a cloth. I won't even make you roll for this because you're literally just boiling water. <laughs> Gary's mostly just looking for the crappiest looking of the pots from the kitchen. Like, no, don't use that one. That's a good one. We don't want to destroy that. <laughs> All right. Mistake so is going to watch, and at some point, presumably it's like an open flame to heat everything. So at some point, Mistake, just observing all this, is going to say, Do you want to see what Thaumaturgy actually does? And she's going to just make the flame brighter and, like, purple. That's it. That's all it does. I mean, that's cool, too. I don't know. They're both cantrips that I don't know. <laughs> Mistake would like to... 
she's going to finish the book that Professor Galvan gave her and write a little message on a piece of paper and tuck that inside. The message is going to be a location in the scriptorium, like specific uh, staff number. Scriptoria. Scriptoria. And a date and time. I think uh, Mistake will also want to talk to Aurora since Aurora seems to know what the shit is. I was going to talk to Mistake, but I don't know if I want to overload Mistake's scene <laughs> counts. In this. I, I have an idea. Um, yeah. We'll start with, with like you two and Aurora. But so the way that this happens is uh, Aurora wanted to say something to Koss, so I think... <laughs> so Koss is going to talk to Mistake, Mistake's going to talk to Aurora, yeah, Aurora's going to talk to exactly. Koss, and we all just encounter in the stairwell like... So this is a Shakespearean uh... <laughs> play. Exactly, exactly. Uh... <laughs> Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Mistake. Good morning. Um, I wanted to talk to them. Uh, I actually was hoping to talk with uh, with her, but uh, yeah, we could do that afterwards. And what are you doing? I was also going to talk to you. Oh, well, this this is awkward. Is any of this private? Does any of this have to be private? No. Not to me. No. Okay. Cool. Uh, care to invite us? Yes, of course. Thank, thank you. Um, can you can you be specific? Yes. W would you please come into my room? Thank you. <laughs> She helps herself and uh, doesn't sit at first, kind of looks around. Mm -hmm. So um, the room is kind of like, um, th they have a couple of their paintings like hung up around the room and there is like a canvas with a like, a drape over it currently. So um, who starts first? I can go. I have a quick question. Okay. Koss. Yes. You haven't spoken to me since I had the freak out. Do I scare you? Uh, I suppose a little bit, if I'm being honest, but I understand that y you probably didn't control what was going on, so it's not your fault. Okay, thanks. But, hey, um, you know, I, I guess I met that other professor who's uh, also a Dampier, I think. Dampier? He might be just a full-on vampire. He was very, <laughs> very spooky about it, but... That's, um... <laughs> Her eyes were getting a little watery. Mm -hmm. You saw that pretty immediately when you said that you sca that she scared you. Mm -hmm. um, but then when you mentioned the, the professor, she kind of just chuckles. <laughs> I mean, Uncle Julian. Oh, he's your uncle. Yeah, just shh, keep it to yourself. Okay, okay, I won't tell anybody. But hey, did um, he scare you too? A little bit, but I, I don't, I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't mind being scared a little. Oh. It's a little bit fun. <laughs> <laughs> she like wipes the tears off her face. And uh, I, I know you said that you wanted to do a jam session with me at some point, so, you know, maybe sometime this weekend? Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about which songs or I've written that are the saddest, so I think I picked one out that you might like. She's flat out ignoring Mistake now and is zoned in on this conversation. It's like, tell me more. You'll hear it when, when we do. Um, okay. My turn. Mistake. Hello. Like, so, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice that you were very effective with that rapier. And I was kind of hoping that you might be able to teach me a little bit. Well, I haven't had a single lesson. 
You could have fooled me. I mean, you you just like sliced that thing up. It was like you you were like one of who's that guy? Errol Flynn. <laughs> I heard you were. I heard you were a badass. Rosie won't stop talking about you. It's she all was. Our friends. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about that, but uh, no. I mean, there's a pointy end. You stick it in things. But I am part of a fencing club, so. If you want, we could practice together. See, here's the thing. I actually got one of them when I was coming here. So Koss will like go over to a drawer and like open it up and then pull out a like somewhat fancy looking rapier. So apparently this is part of being a bard is being a <laughs> swashbuckler. And I thought this thing would be like super whippy and I'd just be able to like flip it around and do whatever, but it's so heavy. My arm gets so tired. Yeah, that, that happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only reason I know anything is practicing with big sticks in the backyard. I'd be good to have someone to practice with. Oh, wonderful. Uh, great. Then I'll keep this around then for once you want to practice. Or just in general, might be good to keep nearby. I guess so, <laughs> in case we get attacked by a bookshelf or, I don't know, an ottoman. Frying pan, maybe a mop next time. Your turn? Right, Aurora, hmm? you knew what this black stuff was, or you seem to recognize it? <laughs> if I told you, it would piss off my uncle pretty bad. But he also pisses me off, so what the hell. That Eldritch Bomb, uh, something's wrong with it, obviously. And they think, and by they I mean the Witherbloom professors, they think that something is corrupting the swamp waters. That's where you have to get the ingredients for this thing. But they have no idea where to start. I mean, it's hundreds of acres. So, yeah, I overheard Uncle Julian talking about it and uh, he caught me, told me to keep my mouth shut. I told him, okay, I promise. Well, you just saved me from pissing other people off. So thank you. You said the Witherbloom professors, would that include Professor Lang? She's our best healer in in school, so yeah, she, she's aware of it. So why would she be using Eldritch Bomb to try and heal people if she knows it's corrupt? Well, that's the thing. It's not corrupt. The ingredients are. The ingredients that are all over the swamp. Right. So it's a matter of finding where that corruption is. And the swamps are huge. That Fine. turtle, is that... Are you guys close with them? Shelly? Yeah. Yeah, they're a good trend. They came from the swamps? Mm-hmm. So they have family there? Mm-hmm. That family is uh, currently in great danger. Uh, and I don't mean that in <laughs> a subtle way. I mean they're putting them to work. Finding this corruption, which means they are the soldiers in the trenches, as the lore holds like to call them. So, Wonderful. Yeah. 
Alright, so Eldritch Balm is made from ingredients that are in the swamp. Yep. Some of these ingredients, or one of them or something, is corrupt. Yep. And it's causing the Eldritch Balm to do bad things, like bring brooms to life. That's all I know. Well, we should probably go tell Shelly about that, at least. Yes, but I uh, still don't think this product of corrupt ingredients should be used to heal anyone. For the time being. But it is. But it is what? It's being used to heal people. Yeah. Shouldn't it not be? You really want to open up this can of worms right now? That's what I'm here for. Apparently. Then maybe you should get the rest of your friends. All right. Wonderful. Escort unite. <laughs> All right. Excuse me, Griff. Is this a good time? It's never a good time. Oh, sorry. Um, I can come back later. It's just we've got some news. Um, would you like to? Do I can like pass you a note. <sighs> okay. So he goes to the door. Yes. His eyes are closed. Uh, we've got some news about that whole Eldritch Bomb situation. I thought you might want to know about it. Go faster. Um, could, could you come up to my room? Oh, okay. Alright, thank you. He closes the door and gets his robe. <laughs> oh, good morning, by the way. Alright. Gets his robe. Were you nude? I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that for an unrelated reason, Cos was making unwavering <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> no one knows. You get Gary? Yeah, I get Gary. Gary, Gary, um, how'd the boiling go? Um... Can you, can you come down? We got some news about the elder Bomb. What? Oh, um, sure. I was trying to finish my Computational Magic 101 homework, but fine. Thank you. I'll, I'll see you in my room. And then I'll head up all the way up to Shelly. <laughs> Could I get it? What, what did you say? Could I get the door? <laughs> the door? Tobias goes up to the door. <gasps> hey! Oh! Hi! Good morning, Hello! Hi! <laughs> Hi, Cos! So this is the morning? So are they just still, like, drinking from the night before? <laughs> we never went to sleep! <laughs> oh, We're doing boy. it every weekend! Oh, this is what college's about, right? <laughs> I've heard stories about people doing this in college. I don't know if I'm gonna make it every Try weekend. Try this! <sighs> what, what is it? I don't know! I put, I put five different liquors in it and some, um... Some fizzling water stuff that was brown. Ah, it yes. was delicious. Right, right, right. The soda of bubbling. I remember that. And, <laughs> and a freshly squeezed limon. Right. Uh, Shelly, do you, do you mind coming out to my room? There's a bit of news about the Eldritch Bomb situation. Oh. I think you should sleep. I think both of you should sleep, but maybe you come down first. Tobias, you need to crash. Oh, here to go. He pours you another <laughs> cup to go. Oh, Tobias. Cheers. I want to say that Gary, like, makes it to Koss's room, knows that Koss isn't there because he saw them, like, heading further up the stairs. So just sort of opens the door, sees Aurora and Mistake, and is just like, um... And he just closes the door and waits outside. <laughs> Sh should I 
tell him to come in? Is he a vampire? No, he's just a human. Well, then he could have come in if he wanted to, right? Yes, that's the weird part. Yeah, what's, what's his deal? I have no idea. I try to just stay away from him and every other human. I mean, don't get me wrong, the kitchen smells delicious ever since he moved in, but, like, what's his deal? I, I don't know, Cass would be the better person to ask. I am technically his lab partner, but I try not to talk to him. And how does that work, as a lab partner? We talk in class, occasionally he takes my book. <laughs> and then it comes back with new stains on it. Hmm. Uh, she opens the door, steps right up to you, is like, hi. She carries takes a step back. What's wrong? She puts a hand on the other side of the wall. Uh, sorry, um, Kos asked me to come to the room and... Didn't like what you saw? Well, no, it's more that I don't think either of you seems to like me, so I thought that it would be better for everyone if I just waited outside. I don't dislike you, I nothing you, but that will never change unless you do something about it. I thought inaction would have been the best action. <laughs> just, just get in here. Right, okay, sure. I thought he was intimidated by us because we were female, but he's just weird. Okay, I'm actually in the room now. I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not intimidated by strong females. <laughs> oh, look at that, he thinks we're strong. Oh. Wow. I mean, I would assume anybody who can get into this school must be relatively competent. And then you hear... Shelly rolls all the way down to the fourth story, and uh, right as Griff shows up with his robe, his huge shell just lands right at your feet. Uh, can, can Griff just like walk over like it's a rock? Griff was just gonna walk on the shell. Exactly. <laughs> oh, are you okay? You, that was a, a long fall. Oh, I'm fine. My shell? I could probably break the stairs before they broke me. Oh my god, Aurora's here. <laughs> Aurora, look. And Shelly pulls out a damp washcloth. <laughs> it's now clean? I think, but we have not blown up the pot yet. You're right, okay. That okay. looks better. Hey, I think it's really cool that you, like, were, like, cared enough about all of us to, like, confront me like that, you know? Not everyone can make me want to hide in my shell. Hmm. Alright, um, Aurora, would you mind telling, telling us, um, now that everybody's right. here, about this situation again? Yeah. Griffin has his eyes closed, holding a cup of coffee with his robe. <laughs> <sighs> um, right, so, for the three of you who were not in the room before, these two are very curious about what happened, and, well... I figured if I'm going to open up that can of worms, I might as well do it with everyone in the room. You, it looks at Shelly, might not like what you're about to hear. How much are you Are you, you going to take my cloth? No, I'm not going to take your stupid cloth. Uh, I'm so... Okay, then, then I think it'll probably be fine. Okay. Unless you took my shield. Or my war hammer. I'm not going to take anything. Damn it. You're not going to take anything from me? No. Okay. She puts a hand uh, over Shelley's lips to like keep her quiet for a minute. <laughs> Has anyone ever heard of a mage hunter? 
Arcana check? History. History. History check. I have that too. Yeah. 21. 18. Right? Uh, 16 oh, no, plus 6. I got a 10. Ooh, nice. Everybody except that Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> so the four of you knows what a mage hunter is. They are monstrosities that are not from Arcavios. They came here at some point centuries ago. They start off as larvae, and then they get into pods, and then from the pods, a mage hunter is born. They are more likely to corrupt things if they are still in their pod uh, phase. How big are they? They're huge. Uh, oh, they, so they these are, are like big ass sacks. About the size of a horse, I would say. When, oh, okay. Shelly, you wouldn't know any of this, but the rest of you know these things are not only poisonous at times, they are also very hard to kill with magic. That's why they're called mage hunters. The antenna at their necks, they can detect where magic is being used within a certain range, as well as magic items. They can detect all these things. Magic is like a, a scent to them that they can smell really well. And they are very dangerous. And she says, my uncle Julian and Professor Lang thinks that there might be one of those ponds somewhere in the Witherbloom campus. And they are making the turtles look for it. Uh, the turtles know the waters, they know the swamps very well, and so to them it's it's uh, no-brainer. <clears throat> to me, that feels very shitty, because if anything happens and they find the pod, guess who's going to be killed first? Do they not have guards with them or anything? It's just... Yeah, but... Well, it's easier to send the help, right? To clean up their own shit. Now you're going to hear... <laughs> She removes her hand. What's a pod? Uh, a cocoon? I can explain. <laughs> and uh, Kas is going to grab a paintbrush off of one of their easels, and they're going to begin painting in the air as they form the image of a mage hunter, and they like draw a Shelly in the air for scale as they cast Major Illusion, or Ooh. Silent Image, I think is, is what it's called. Shit. Creating this illusion you, by painting in, t in the air. So you, Shelly, see this creature that mm -hmm. it's almost like a centaur if the bottom was a scorpion and then the top was an insect. It, it looks very out of this world. And this is what comes out of the pod. Like they're in a larval state, then they go into a pod and that's probably kind, kind of rock-like or yep. something. And then once they are done, they come out like that. There's no cute phase for the mage hunter. <laughs> Not at all. And Shelly turns around and walks out the door. Uh, right. Shelly, are you okay? Shelly did not respond. Uh, Shelly, uh, I know that you're probably worried about your, your your parents and all that. I know they gave you that towel and know how important they are to you based on how much you're valuing that towel. Um, they can't do anything about that thing! Yeah, I know, but it's not like we can do anything about that. The plan is to go to the swamp and find my parents now. And do what? Says Aurora. And help. Help how? Help, help, help them. Uh, Shelly, we, we're not saying not now. We're just saying let's make a plan. Last I heard, the Dragon's Guard were keeping an eye on you. The captain of the university herself 
took you to her manor, you really think she's gonna let you just walk into Witherbloom and be like, hey, we can help? Well, we've... we've I don't think Witherbloom's the right place to start. What do you think? Well, like Aurora said, the captain's not gonna let us do anything. Captain's not the cause of all this. She's a human in power, she wants to stay in power. These attacks only serve her if she can put them down swiftly and publicly. She's done neither. We've done better at that than she has. Escort you represent, yep. Which means we are also a threat to her. So that's why she's going to do everything in her power to prove that we are behind these attacks. That seems like a very bleak outlook. I mean, I would think people are generally better than just framing other people to make themselves look good. Then you know far better people than I do. Also, I told her that that I brought the swamp goo back to the campus. Did you bring the swamp goo back to the campus? No, but I told her I did. Why did you tell her that? Um, I thought she was going to expel you guys, and I figured if I got expelled, you could come visit. I'm pretty close by. That was very sweet, but... Well, either way, my point is that <laughs> I think that I don't need to hide, because she didn't believe me anyways. Hmm. We... It does sound like we have some other things to take care of first. Like blowing up the swamp goo that we have. We... Yeah, whatever you do, I suggest you take your time with it and don't half-ass the plan. Can we just break the pot with like a hammer? You can try and then you just have a bunch of broken pieces of pot coming up to get you. I'd rather one larger thing. You can So then how will the blowing it up help? Well, it'll burn up all the all the elder foam. And it'll be really fun. And it'll probably be real fun. I mean, who doesn't like blowing shit up? So you're saying that we could get the same effect just by lighting it on fire? That's what I wanted to do to your fucking rag, but you wouldn't listen! <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got you all here. Do you mind if I get your opinion on something? Yes. Sure. So, Koss will, like, go towards the canvas that has had the cloth draped over it and pull that down to reveal a charcoal sketch of, um, the scene at the Bozan Tavern with all of the group fighting off the different bits of furniture, and they'll say, So, I, um, I, I got inspired last night and I started sketching something out. I was thinking about making, maybe like working on my scene painting because I'm got, I am got I joined the uh, theater society so I'm gonna have to be painting a lot more scenes. And anyways, I thought that this would be a good opportunity. So I wanted to get an idea of if you all think you look good and if you want to, want me to change anything. And so they've basically got everybody in their like most cool moment. So there's Griff like with the with the burning rug, yeah, yeah. like asking burning hands. And then there's Gary like charging up the ladle. Yeah, <laughs> spatula. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Shelly holding two sticks and yeah. breaking a counter. Uh, <laughs> like stabbing the steam method. Yeah, like just doing like this like big old swishy and so, cause does not have a lot of details on themselves. Oh. Like, the, themselves is kind of just like a, like, you know, the wireframe that you do before mm -hmm. you draw yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the actual person over it, just like the anatomical study. You look a little empty. 
Oh, yeah, and like, I, I don't know what I want, want to look like long term yet, so I just figured I'd leave it for now. I'll uh, finish it later. Do you have to put in what you want to be long term here? I'd like to be. Because, you know, it's a group shot. That's true. We could have more group shots, though. Gary? Um... I mean, you make me look a lot more competent than I felt, but it's good. Alright, how, how about this? And then Cosmo goes to Gary's expression and changes the eyebrows from like determined to like panicked eyebrows. <laughs> yep, that looks more accurate. <laughs> Did what? I really look that angry? Yeah, you were scary. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was good. I I I I, I just I still don't know how to do the the integral. Honestly, can oh, you help me? Yeah, Gary? we can go over that together. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I do like your painting. Oh, thank you. I'm sad I wasn't there to see it. But from what I hear, it was a shit show. So maybe I'm not sad. Thanks. Uh, if you have any questions, I guess I'll be... I'll be upstairs. Uh, bye, guys. Okay, well, um... We've got a pot to blow up. I've got some work to do here on this. Gotta add in Ricard. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with Gary. You head to the Quandrix campus by foot or on one of the carriages? Mm -hmm. Probably in one of the carriages. <laughs> uh, there are very few today. Uh, the weekends, a lot of the students travel between campuses, so. Uh, by the time you find one, the guard says, Uh, as long as you don't mind sharing. Not at all. Great. You open the carriage and you see three Quandrixes. Or two Quandrixes and one first year with a lot of Quandrix garments. Lorene! Gary. I am sorry that I haven't made it to Gowanda Tower. I wanted to and haven't had the opportunity yet. I'm actually heading to the Alchemy Labs right now. Oh! Are you? Great, hop in. I was going to anyways. <laughs> There's Hi. a. <laughs> I'm assuming this is Timmy and I forget the name. Louis. Louis. They they are uh, not very invested in Lorene's energy towards you. Lorene is very much trying to control you, and you get that sense just by mm. looking at her. Whereas the other two, one of them's reading a book, the other one's doodling, they're just minding their own business, like chewing on sunflower seeds or whatever. And Lorene's the one that's being very intense about everything. Like, so, why haven't you gone to the, go on the tower, even though I invited you? Right, no, that's I know. very rude. Okay, I, I understand, I didn't mean to be rude. I've been working on my Computational Magic 101 homework. I think that I might have actually found a way to make an alchemy jug, if you can believe it. Hmm. Cool. Too busy hanging out with the lessers, huh? Uh, that's still extremely rude and also not exactly true. I also have a job. Well, the Alchemy Labs, huh? Yeah, I forgot you uh, got yourself that little pass. How did you even do that? They don't get those to first years. Unless it's a very important project. Apparently by being persistent enough. I'm very persistent. Well then, maybe I'm just more charming. 
Damn, Gary. So what are you going to do there? Well, my original plan was to make catnip, but at that this point I've given the toy to the cat and it already seems to like it, uh, so I'm making an explosive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make cat drugs. I'm going to make a bomb. Louie and Timmy Ooh. both look up from their their notebooks. Who the fuck is this? You're going to make what? An explosive? I mean, if you have any tips, I'm happy to hear them. <laughs> that is coolest thing I've ever heard. This first year, something. Lorene, really make friends with this one. <laughs> and they just go back to their books. And then Lorene just rolls her eyes. My brothers. Anyway, do you, would you by any chance have an opportunity to get to the basement while you're there? I can try. What do you need from the basement? Gary, can you keep a secret? Probably. I don't like that answer. Okay, yes, I can keep a secret, assuming I have good enough motivation. Gary, I want you to steal something for me. The declaration. I am not sneaky. <laughs> I don't care that you're not sneaky. You uh, look harmless. That's the point. I stand out. I mean, look at his face. And she gives you a smile. She is very pretty, but she, she's very well aware of it, too. Um... Sure, okay, most people think I'm an old man, which is kind of weird. In the cellar of the alchemy labs, there's a contraption, Gary. A contraption that scans an object from top to bottom and replicates it. Think of it like a, a mimeograph, but in the third dimension. That sounds extremely cool. What do you want with it? <laughs> it is extremely cool, and it was invented by a Strixhaven alumnus as a fast way to make fractal mascots. The problem is, it only creates still images. They don't move. So you want to improve upon it? I want it. Because it doesn't belong to Strixhaven, it belongs to my father. And Captain Dapplewing saw fit to just let the Quandrix professors have it and they keep it in that cellar. Can you get that for me? Um, listen, Lorene, this is going to be a lot of risk to me. Uh, something in exchange would be preferable. Not to make this too weird and awkward, but also, uh, I don't get paid until next week. Roll me a persuasion check. Uh, I get to add a d4 for being <coughs> in the Entrepreneur Society. You only have 10 minutes. So that's a 13. Or... Right. Money. Well, Gary, I already told you one secret. I will tell you another. But, and she literally grabs you by the collar. Ow. If you tell anyone about <laughs> this, I will ruin your reputation. Do you hear me? I don't have a reputation, Lorene. Well, I don't know what you could ruin. Well, if you tell anyone about this, I will make sure that you have a reputation and it will be a terrible one. Okay? All right, fine. My, um, my family is uh, running low on money. Okay, gambling addiction. My father is not doing very well. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, my mother and I are the ones worth a damn in this family and we're trying to do something about our financial situation. But I'm willing to 
spare some gold if you do this for me. Now I just feel like an asshole for asking. <laughs> but I'm also not going to say no. I'll give you... How's two gold? That's double the amount of money I have right now. So you'll take it? Yes. Excellent. I do hope that uh, you watch your money because, well, your housemate is a tiefling. Tieflings steal. Alright, Lorene, I'm done with this bullshit. Are you? I'm not going to profile my tower mates based on rumors. Well, my father lost all his money because the gambling den that he went to was owned by tieflings. That's all they do, Garrett. In fact, don't believe me? Why don't you go up to your housemate and ask her, since she got to this school, has she ever stolen from one of their housemates? And if the answer's no, then I will stand corrected. But if the answer's yes, then you better tell me. I'm not going to ask my housemate that. She already doesn't like me. And listen, Lorene, it kind of sounds like it maybe is not the fault of the casino for gambler's debts. Well, it certainly is a really common thing that I find among tieflings. So just saying, watch your pockets when you're around your housemate. Right. Sure, okay, I'll do that. And, uh, you're a darling. I will, uh, see you after in the Golwanda Tower when you deliver my contraption. Yeah, I'll bring it back to you before I head back towards Croc Tower after I've made my explosive. <laughs> and, uh, Timmy and Louie will give you a thumbs up, like, tell us how you do it after you finish it. I'll, I'll write a write-up for you. You can try and replicate it. It'll help the scientific method. A manifesto. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Let's cut to you guys. Biblioplex, huh? Yeah. I assume you travel together? Sure. Yeah, probably. We're going from the same place to the same place, so. Okay. Yeah, you get there on the weekends. It is very, very busy. All the students are busy doing homework and studying, so the Biblioplex is a very popular area for this. Wonderful. I mean, I have to go find some records. What do you have to do? I want to see what else I can find out about Mage Hunters, Eldritch Bomb, Clockwork Servants, all I mean, of that. I mean, I'm trying to find out about Rampart, Captain, and uh, my family from school records. Uh, whatever you find out about Rampart, if it's something we can use, you know. Absolutely. Do you have your janitor's uniform, I assume? Or like, I picture it like a jumpsuit. Yeah, he wants to be undetected, but also like he has this little like dock kit of finer dusting implements. <laughs> so he can get in closer. And it's like, oh, that guy's working really hard. <laughs> Just casing the joint. Sure, yeah, roll me an investigation check. Okay, do you want me to roll a stealth check or an investigation check? Um, well, actually, that, that's a fair point. Roll stealth check with advantage first, and then... 18 plus 3. So that's a... That's yeah. 21. That's you're very, very stealthy. Uh, some some students are just stepping out of the way for you, like, Oh, can I walk through here? And just... Make... Oh, no, not even. <laughs> like, I dance around them, and even if they're holding things in their hands, I'm like, dusting. <laughs> they don't even know. Yeah, and you are able to somehow, you know, sneak your way into the back offices. 
now it will have your own investigation to find the records you're looking for. Ooh, 13. Okay. It takes you a while. Sure. Uh, the, the very immediate thing you can find is Rampart's file. You find that section, the Suvige section, and there's a lot of them. Much like you would imagine the burning hammers, but smaller. Uh, but definitely enough to fill up half a cabinet by itself. A lot of Suvijas have come to Strixhaven as well. Uh, Rampart's file is very slim compared to the rest, which makes sense because he's a first year. But they're filled with all these, these extracurricular things that he's done, mostly military-based. Like he went to military camp, he, he's, he studied uh, all sorts of fancy swordplay. You can get a sense of his skills based on this, and they are primarily melee. Food allergies? There are no allergies. There's a, there's a section on student accommodations. Mostly reserved for like handicaps oh. and all that. And his, it just says no mice on the goal on the tower. <laughs> no mice on the tower where he resides. That's fantastic. And that's really the only thing that you find on him that you can use against him. The rest of it honestly looks pretty impressive. You get a sense that this guy is well on his way to becoming a Dragon's Guard, if not someone more important. Is there anybody in his family file that is. A black mark for him. Yeah. Um, you find the files of his parents. Ooh. And you see that they only went up to year three. At which point the, the information just kind of stops suddenly. There is no incident report about expulsion. Nothing like that. It just stops. The captains, you do not find. That's fair. That, that is something that would probably be kept at her manor, if anything. You do find the section where your uncle's file would be, and because it is official school records, they have to keep a file of every student that came here. So therefore, Osric Burninghammer is there. The folder is there. But it's empty. Freshly empty or old? Old empty. <laughs> Old empty. How do you tell that? I have no idea. It could have like dust on the, the little tag on it. That's right. I brought my duster. Mm -hmm. Mistake, what were you doing? So Mistake is genuinely concerned about Movinda. Like she's concerned whatever Lang is doing is making it worse. And she wants to know if like, what could have caused this wound? What are known treatments for this sort of thing? What are our alternatives to Eldritch Bomb? Now, I do have my wonderful researcher feet, but I am also more than happy to roll an investigation. Do it just to see how long it takes you. Sounds good. Oh no! Yes, you five. <laughs> <laughs> long ass time! Um, however, I do have plus six, so that would be an 11 plus another oh, five wow. to make it a 16. You recovered from that <laughs> quickly. Okay. Expertise and inspiration yeah. is good Done. shit. This is the first week that Mistake has ever even been yeah. allowed into a library, so. So you have to head down to the scriptoria. You take a canoe. There's a clockwork servant rowing you there. This is your stop. Pleasure to be of service. 
yeah, you reach this uh, this grand hall, like a ways away from the rivers. You have to head deep down these tunnels, and they're all filled with bookshelves along the walls. You get the sense that not many people come here. It's a very hidden corner of the scriptoria, but you hear voices. Damn it, stop looking over my damn shoulder! Old friend, it is not going to obey you. It is going to obey that woman. So you might as well get used to it. Now, where were we? You recognize these voices right away. These, these two professors are sitting at the table in this section where you were heading. And the moment they see you, they kind of eye you and look at each other at the clockwork owl hovering over Professor Khan's shoulder. Can Sig have gotten a couple books by this point? Sure. She's going to stand in a way that like the titles of the books are visible but not like directly point them out, just see if they notice slash care. Nope. All right. They're very bad sight. They're both middle-aged, so they're just kind of... Uh, and did I hear correctly, the owl's here but cannot see? The owl records everything that it hears, but it can't necessarily record things it sees. Mm. Is there only one owl? Mm-hmm. The is gonna go down like between some of the stacks and see if she's followed. You hear in the distance. What section did you say you wanted to find the, the uh, those herbs you were looking for for calming down? And it's like, what herbs? Oh, oh, th those herbs. Yes, those herbs. Uh, they were down the hall and to the left. <laughs> Thank you, you're a good friend. Excellent, I will be right back. What are you doing here? Well, research. Also, I work here. Since when? Uh, a few days ago. Congratulations! <laughs> uh, I too worked at the Biblioplex when I came here. What are you doing research on? Because this side of the scriptoria has very specific information. Then I'm doing research on very specific information. Why? I have some concerns about a certain professor who's been injured and that injury is getting worse. I know nothing about healing, so I'm looking into it. Right. Mistake. All due respect. Do you know what you're getting yourself into? Oh, Mage Hunter's corruption really bad times. The owl has very good hearing. Okay, okay. Not here. We will try to find a way to come to your tower. Please don't do anything stupid until then. I implore you, stick with the books. Don't act until you know everything. That's my goal. It's not the goal for everyone else in my tower. You start hearing clockwork noises in the distance. Where, where are you going? I'm right here. What is it? And you see the clockwork owl shadow approaching. He holds his hand out for one of your books. Just 
gonna grab one, a random one off the shelf to give him <laughs> instead. He takes it and he's just like, about that homework assignment, I would like for you to do a little bit more research, but maybe branch out a little. You know, you never know what you might find when you look elsewhere. And I want that paper on my desk. Sure. I'll work on that over the weekend. Great. And don't forget about what I told you. Right. And he yeah, hands you the book and leaves. It's like, ah, there you are, old friend. I found your herbology book. Uh, hasn't been checked out in ages. Are you sure it's not outdated? In the book, he wrote in the corner, in the right-hand corner, he wrote the word Ulrich. O-R-I-Q. Have a new thing to start researching. Mm -hmm. So Gary, what do yes. you want to? Well, first he's gonna try making this explosive in the alchemy lab. All right, roll me something. All right, uh, well, I'm definitely gonna use my bardic inspiration. Just gonna run out. So that's a 23 plus five. So it's a 28 God. on the alchemist supplies check. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, good. Is this how you make the bomb? I assume this means I get to like dictate exactly how yeah, it works and it's me. gonna work perfectly. Tell me. Uh, so I want to say that Gary is, he's basically making like gunpowder here, uh, but it's more of a paste. So he's created this like gunpowder paste to cover this pot in with the intention of like, you throw something flammable at it and it's just going to blow up. And for flair, cause he, he's getting real confident about it. He makes it so it's going to shoot out a beautiful fireworks display nice. when it gets hit. Nice, I love this. Yeah, you're so in the zone that even some of the other higher year students there, like might even look over at you like, Hey mate, what are you doing? Making explosive. We're gonna set it off later. You wanna watch? What kind of homework assignment is that? I wanna take that class. It's not a homework assignment. I got a one-time pass, so obviously I need to make use of it. Shit. What are you gonna use that for? Blow up a pot. Oh, that's it. Eh. But it's gonna look amazing. When? Tonight or later today. Can we come? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I assume you tell them why you're doing this. Yeah, I don't know that we've decided. Uh, but tower. Yeah, out in the courtyard. I guess among the things he's creating, it's going to be a contained explosion that does not explode onto other things. What if What if Shelly hit it with their um, Warhammer like a golf ball? <laughs> okay, so anything else? Uh, so he finishes making... This gunpowder paste, which I'm gonna say can be set off by one of his magic stones. And then once he's done that, he sort of sneaks off to a corner. I have disguise self prepared. And so what I like to think this would be, it's almost like a disguise kit because kind of the artificer stuff is uh, mm -hmm. like you use actual things, but it's like a really good disguise kit. So he's trying to make himself look like um, the male one of the twins. The the Quandrix oh, twins. Yeah. Timmy and Louie? No, 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 no. The, the, the yeah, one the that's twin split. professors. The yeah. twin caster professors. Okay. So you make yourself look like Nev? 
Makes himself Professor look like Nev. a Nev, yeah. And I don't think he's ever heard Nev talk, so he doesn't know how to imitate Nev. A few of the students immediately notice you, and they're staring at you, and on your way you'll hear whispers saying like, I've never seen Nev not next to Professor H. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's just made himself more conspicuous. Oh no. This is beautiful. This is exactly the kind of thing Gary would do. By the time you reach where you're going, every pair of eyes in the room is looking right at you. Like, this is the first time they're not together. Jeez. Oh boy. What's going on? Are they, are they not? Are they fighting? It's like when you're quarreling with yourself and you. <laughs> What's Nev's sister's name? Yeah, Adrix. Adrix, okay. <laughs> Incredible. The moment you said that, I was like, oh. This boy. is the best thing. This is everything I wanted out of uh, <laughs> playing Gary. <laughs> so, so, are yeah, you, are you He's to going down to the cellar. Okay, yeah. There's definitely a couple of students peeking down to the cellar. The weirdest thing is that whenever Adrix and Nev are seen together, they're mirroring each other. So, like, to see one of them doing something without the other one there mirroring is bizarre. And that's mostly what they're focusing on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I am looking for this mimograph. Mimograph? Mm -hmm. So for this Mimograph. one, we'll just be a gen generic investigation check. Oh my god. I'm gonna use my inspiration on All that. Alright, that's an that one. Yeah. Okay, so that's a 21. Okay, Oof. nice. Uh, you're able to find there are sections of the cellar that have ingredients, other sections that have contraptions, and sections that have like utensils. It's it's very um, organized. So you're able to find the contraption section, and through there, you find one that is labeled H Arneza, and you remember vaguely that Lorene's last name was Arneza. All right. Um, how large is it? It's I picture it being the size of like a very large camera. Okay, a so it'll fit in my than, bag. Yeah, smaller than the typewriter. So I'll just kind of shove it into my bag, which I assume is quite full because Gary is still carrying around his cook's utensils and his tinkerer's tools and his thieves' tools. So it's, it's, it's a push, but it gets in there. Yeah. On your way out, you hear some of the students say, Oh my god, I can't believe it. Professor Nev stole that white-haired student's satchel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get back to Koss and, and Shelly. Here. Can we end with blowing up the pot? Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys head down to the bridge, head down the lift uh, that you went up the first session, and you head to the swamps. You know exactly where your parents live. The problem is you don't see them there. Your previous home is completely empty. The dishes are not done. In fact, they're starting to stink. And there's mosquitoes all over the place. And then eventually, a dragon scar knocks on the door like, What were you doing here? Um, I, I, this is my house. You? Yours? Yeah. Are you related to the turtles who lived here? Uh, like... Past tense? <laughs> Are you related or not? Um, yes. Can I make an inside check on this dragon scar and sure. see if that past tense was like, oh no? Um, that is a 15? Okay. It's not a reaction meaning, oh no, they're dead. It's mm -hmm. a reaction meaning, 
you're not aware of what's happening, are you? Mm-hmm. Definitely not as grave as, as, okay. as death. Uh, yeah, they're not here. Um, can you take me to them? They're my parents. Right, right. You might want to ask Captain Dapplewing for permission for that one. Okay. Oh, wow. There's an owl by you. Is there? I mean, maybe a natural one, not a clockwork one. <laughs> it's not a clockwork owl, it's a regular owl. <laughs> Isn't that a good thing for us? Uh, well, you know, I'm just thinking maybe you could ask for us if I can see my fucking parents. You think I need fucking permission to see my fucking parents? Great! He is going to feel very sorry for you and say, Alright, uh, look, between you and me, they're safe, okay? They're just, uh... Uh, being brought in for questioning because of Oh, some... are they at the university? Yup. With Captain D? Nope. Oh. They're in... They, they're under arrest. Oh. Between or... you and me. I kinda need some money from them. Can you tell me where they are so I, I just need some money. I, I'm running out of money at school. Uh, that's not my problem. If this is your home, then you might know where the money is. Excuse me, uh, just, just a second. Why are they under arrest? I'm not sure I'm supposed to tell can, you can that. Can you please? Persuasion check. Yeah. Um, alright. That's a 22. Nice. nice. Oh, lad. But he closes the door. I'm assuming this is an indoor discussion? It's a big tree. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the tree has a door in it. Inwood. Yes, it's an inwood discussion. Um, anyone finds out I told you this, might be out of a job. But... If my parents were missing, I'd want to know too. Uh, they are being questioned because they are suspects in something that's happening in the school. You might have heard about things coming to life and the, the thing that's making them come to life. And well, it came from the swamps. And then I guess Captain Dapplewing has information that led them to these two turtles. Somebody must have told them that these two turtles are what brought the Eldritch Bomb in. Do you think this is because I told them it was me? I don't. Maybe. Um. Uh, thank you. I've, we should. We should get. We should head back. Yeah. I just. I just. There's. So there's a prison on campus, eh? I mean, yeah. That's where we. We hold people who might be dangerous to the campus. Um. We can. We can find it. Um, thank you very Very much. Very heavily guarded, don't get any funny ideas. Of of course not, but... Believe me, they're safe, they're being fed, they're fine, but... Shelly's just gonna say to Koss, We can go, but I just need to do the dishes, because I've never actually done them before. So, if they're not here, I guess I can do them. I'll be around. Let me know if you want some help. Okay. Shelly's gonna do the dishes. And then when they're done, they're gonna come out and say, You wanna go on a walk? Sure, Shelly, let's go for a walk. And that's all. Okay. Later that night, or maybe the following day, I don't know. I think if there's fireworks, it should be at night. Yeah. Yeah. How is this happening? So first off, Gary has set up for the fireworks display because he's hoping that the Quandrick students spread this around, that it was going to be happening. He set up basically a lemonade stand where he is selling ale from his alchemy jug that he has now created because of his computational 101 homework. 
Hey, can I get some mail? Uh, hi, it's Ricard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course! That is, uh, three copper. It's a discount compared to what you would get at the Bozen Tavern. Sweet. Love cheap alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely a crowd of students gathered at the courtyard because the Quandrix students definitely spread the word about this. You see everybody that you've met thus far. You see Lorene and her brothers, you see Rampart, you see that Quintilius guy from the Play Actors Drama Guild who was a little racist as well. A lot of it racist. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you see uh, uh, Xanther, Greta's friend, you see basically everybody has gathered around here, playing it off like it's another one of these courtyard parties where there's live music, but really everybody's eager to see the fireworks. If I can set a bit more of a scene, I'd like to say that since Gary is busy with setting up the fireworks and selling ale, the other four of us are just like halfway through the conversation where we were explaining the situation with uh, Shelley's parents. Mm -hmm. Upon hearing that Shelley's parents have been arrested, Mistake is deeply concerned because in her experience, no one who's arrested comes back mm. in... Either they don't come back at all, or they come back having been made an example of. Mm. So, she's deeply concerned. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Shelley. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling to process it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... I thought it was bad enough that, like, that this giant alien thing was gonna kill them, but, you know, honestly, that captain's worse. I mean... Because at least we could probably, like, you know, hide in our shells for the, the big boy. But, but... Maybe. But I don't, I don't think you can hide in your shell from that, that, that captain. No, no, generally being arrested is a bad thing. That's... We can probably look into it more. Um, at least we know that they're safe from that alien thing, and you know, if they if they didn't do anything wrong, then it probably will be fine, right? Oh no, that's not how that works. <laughs> I wish that was how that works. That's not how that works. Uh, that's fair. I've never, I guess, known somebody to be in prison, so I, I suppose you'd know better than I would. That feels rude. I'm sorry. Seem like you're talking from a place of experience there. That much is true. Not personal experience, otherwise I'd be dead, so. Well, one way or another, we can figure something out. And eventually, uh, yeah, the music kind of dies down. Everybody's kind of expecting fireworks. Uh, how do you do this? So, he's put the, uh, the pot, like, far away, and then, like, nobody go near that. It's gonna blow up. And the alchemy thing that he's created, essentially, if it gets hit by one of his magic stones, like, should just blow up and turn into fireworks. So I just need to see okay. if he manages to hit it with the first magic stone, or if it takes him several tries because he has terrible aim. <laughs> <laughs> so the first magic stone that he throws, oh, it just hits somebody in the head. Sorry, Ricard. It's alright. Then he throws another magic stone. Another, another hit to Ricard. <laughs> oh my lord, Ricard! doing this on purpose! I'm not so right with this one, but you know, uh, it's magical now. <laughs> Gary's gonna hear Koss uh, yelling from afar. Gary, you got just, just uh, focus up. 
Wait, that was a that, seven. That was a yeah. seven. It was a seven. Uh, plus five, plus another five, so it's a seventeen, which okay. I assume okay, will better. hit yeah. the five. Third time's the charm. <laughs> Everybody looks very expectantly at you now that they know what to look for, and your stone hurls into the air, and it's heading directly for the pot. This is a three-pointer, and it lands directly onto the pot. How do you picture this happening? So I think that it lands, and then it sizzles, and the whole pot starts to smoke a green and purple smoke, which then envelops the whole thing, and then you just hear this huge boom, and then this beautiful green and purple looking dragon smoke comes out of the pieces of the pot that all just kind of scatter to the various edges looking like little sparkles and the the fake dragon just like flaps and flies over the crowd and the campus and flies away. Green and purple. Those are just nice colors. They feel like alchemy colors. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekoset and Nanantum peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Amelia Markopoulos, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio.